48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. Family members of people who are diagnosed with COVID will be sent to quarantine if they share common facilities. Club goers and bar patrons will have to show a negative coronavirus test as officials move to stem a rise in infections. And it's party time for Hong Kong's football fans, even ahead of tonight's big game. The government has announced that it will resume sending the family members of people who test positive for COVID into quarantine if they share facilities such as toilets with their infected relative. The move is intended to help stem a rise in COVID infections, especially ahead of the July the 1st anniversary of the handover. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, said some quarantine facilities may be reopened to, the, to accommodate those sent by slate. If the family of a COVID patient only shares one toilet, we will arrange the family members to designated facilities for quarantine. This is very important. It is to safeguard the health of the patient and his or her family. As cases are climbing now, we will enforce this measure strictly. Depending on the need, we may reopen community quarantine facilities. Meanwhile, people entering bars and nightclubs will have to show a negative COVID-19 test from Thursday. The U-turn follows several recent outbreaks linked to nightlife. Professor Chan says the SAL wants to curb a rebound in coronavirus cases before July the 1st. The 25th handover anniversary is approaching. It's an important milestone for Hong Kong. We will do our best to ensure the celebrations can go ahead. The cooperation of businesses and individuals is important to ensure our coronavirus situation remains stable. Patrons will have to show proof of a negative rapid test obtained in the previous 24 hours to bar staff. The requirement will remain in place until at least June the 29th. Hong Kong reported 752 new coronavirus cases today, 97 of them imported. Earlier, the chief executive, Carrie Lam, said the government would do its utmost to ensure the SAR is ready for any visit by a state leader for the anniversary of the handover. Speaking before her last Exco meeting, Mrs Lam said it would also be less confusing for the public to maintain the status quo and social distancing until John Lee takes over as CE on July the 1st. She also said Mr Lee's administration would be left with the contentious issue of a pay rise for civil servants, with any increase to be backdated. I know that some of my colleagues in the civil service and unions may be a bit disappointed, but leaving it to the next government doesn't mean we've already reached standpoints that may please or upset some people and that we're avoiding that. It's just that it will allow room for the next government to decide on a matter that has a bearing on its governance. Hong Kong has bid farewell to one of the icons of Southern District, with the Jumbo Floating Restaurant removed from Aberdeen Harbour. The vessel had been donated to Ocean Park after its closure two years ago, but the amusement park couldn't find an operator for the business. The restaurant's holding company says it's being moved to a berth at an undisclosed location outside the SAR. This woman was one of many people who gathered to take pictures of the restaurant. The interior was glamorous. The food was delicious. I think the government is capable of preserving the ship. It all depends on whether it wants to do it. Hong Kong's football fans are celebrating this evening after the SAR's men qualified for their first Asian Cup in 54 years. Results elsewhere mean that they're guaranteed to be one of the five best runners-up in qualifying, even if they fail to win or draw tonight's game with India, which would see them top the group. Edmund Yap is the team's goalkeeper. I'm very happy that our team have this incredible achievement. 
this is an honor to represent Hong Kong team, especially when we did some victorious. This qualifying make power of everyone who are supporting us and motivate us to achieve more. Hong Kong's game against India kicked off a couple of minutes ago. They're 1-0 down. You can tune in on RTHK TV channel 32. Weather, cloudy with showers and squally thunderstorms, so showers heavy at times tomorrow morning. Temperatures ranging between 25 and 28 degrees. Moderate to fresh southwesterly winds, occasionally strong offshore and on high ground at first. The outlook, there'll be showers and squally thunderstorms in the coming couple of days. Still a few showers at the weekend, but the weather will gradually improve into the early part of next week. At the observatory just now, the temperature is 25 degrees. Relative humidity at 93%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The police commissioner, Raymond Sue, says all his staff, including back office workers and auxiliary officers, will be mobilised to take part in the security operations surrounding the anniversary of the handover and the swearing-in of Hong Kong's fifth chief executive. Timmy Sung has the details. The police chief said while he doesn't have any news on whether a state leader will be here to mark the 25th anniversary of the Hong Kong SAR, his officers won't lower their guard in the run-up to the celebrations on July the 1st. He said the police are stepping up intelligence gathering, both online and offline, adding that some people are still using social media to incite others to break the law. Mr. Seal also reviewed that the force has received more than a 1,000 reports since its anti-terrorism hotline was launched just a week ago, and that some of the information was worth following up. The commissioner also talked about the recent shooting in Central. This shooting incident, from what we have gathered at this stage, is basically a dispute between two gangs in connection with some illegal activities. We think uh, there is no indication that uh, this has anything to do with the um, 1st of July uh, security operation. So far, five people have been arrested and charged over the attack in Central that left three people injured. The police are offering a $250,000 reward for information on the incident. Mr. Seal also reviewed that the force is worried about firearms being smuggled into Hong Kong. Basically, we show very much concern on about uh, the possibility of um, uh, whether there could be some firearms um, being uh, trafficked from overseas to Hong Kong. As a matter of fact, uh, we have been working closely with other law enforcement agencies, including Customs and Excise Department, etc. Also, we have been having close liaison with other overseas uh, law enforcement agencies and also the um, mainland uh, counterparts. And I'm pretty sure that uh, we have been doing very well on this aspect. The police chief was speaking after a North District Council meeting. The chairman of the council, Lord Ting Tak, pressed him on whether fixed penalty tickets handed out by his officers to those who flout social distancing rules are of any help in fighting COVID. In response, Commissioner Seal said the police have a responsibility to enforce the law. He also insisted that he broke no laws by attending the birthday party of National People's Congress delegate Whitman Hong earlier this year, just as the fifth wave of COVID infections hit. He added that he is not even interested in alcohol. The Family Planning Association says a survey of some 8,000 secondary school pupils has found that many of them have an unsatisfactory understanding of issues around sex.
The association says its study last year looked at everything from pregnancy to sexually transmitted diseases and shows that better sex education is needed. Its executive director is Dr Mona Lam. For questions uh, about um, STI, uh, sexually transmitted uh, illness, and also the HIV, in fact, if they do not have enough knowledge, they cannot protect themselves or their partner. So they are exposing to risk of getting infection that will um, like affect their physical health. That's why we think a better um, sexuality education covering um, some health issues is also important. A historic red brick green tile monument on Stubbs Road is to be turned into a centre promoting Chinese medicine and traditional pu'er tea. King In Lee is one of several sites that the government has awarded to organisations as part of a scheme to revitalise old buildings. The think tank Tianda Institute will run the project to promote healthy living. Lao Chi Pang, a history professor who heads the committee vetting the projects, says they approved it because sipping tea is a quiet activity that's in keeping with the mid-levels community. Before we got into the process, we received complaints already from many neighbours that they didn't want to have a partner there running music or all sort of activities that will create a quite different ambience for this neighbourhood. So I think having tea, you don't create too much noise when you drink tea. Australia's Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says Beijing needs to lift sanctions on Australia to thaw frozen relations. His comments come days after the two countries' defence chiefs met in Singapore and meeting Mr Albanese welcomed as a good thing. Aaron Tam reports. It was the first talks between ministers from the two countries in almost three years when Defence Chief Wei Feng He met his Australian counterpart Richard Marles on the sidelines of a security conference in Singapore on Sunday. Mr Marles described their hour-long get-together, during which they elbow-bumped and posed for the cameras, as an important first step. Prime Minister Albanese said it was a good thing the ministers had met and noted the importance of China trade for his country's economy. It's Australia's largest trading partner and the biggest customer for its iron ore, but diplomatic relations have been strained in recent years. In imposing sanctions, Beijing had listed 14 grievances with Australia ranging from its call for an international inquiry into the origins of the coronavirus to a ban on telecoms giant Huawei building a 5G network and the screening of foreign investment for national security risks. Speaking to reporters in Brisbane, Mr. Albanese said that Beijing needs to remove those sanctions in order to improve relations. On Monday, Foreign Ministry spokesperson Wang Wenbin told a regular press briefing in Beijing that to improve ties between the two countries, there is no autopilot mode and that a reset requires concrete actions. Mr. Wang said a sound and steady relationship between China and Australia would, in his words, meet the fundamental interests and common aspirations of the two peoples. He also revealed that Mr. Albanese Nizi had responded to a message of congratulations from Premier Li Keqiang on his election win last month, although he added that the foreign ministry wanted to see action for ties to improve. The Australian leader declined to elaborate on what he'd said to Premier Li, telling reporters that he responded appropriately. The governor of the Luhansk region in eastern Ukraine says Russian troops have been mounting attacks on satellite districts around the key city of Severodonetsk. Zerhai Haidai said several such areas had been heavily shelled.
He said the Russians were now trying to entrench their positions in the centre of the city, the most easterly place Ukrainian forces are currently fighting for. The Sri Lankan cabinet has approved a plan for a three-day weekend for the next three months for most state sector employees as the country faces a crippling fuel shortage. It's also asked the International Monetary Fund for an emergency loan. The BBC's Embarrassed Natarajan reports. Sri Lanka has run out of foreign exchange reserves and is struggling to import fuel, resulting in long queues outside petrol stations. Public transport has also been severely disrupted. Around a million people work in the public sector. The government wants them to use their extra day of leave to grow food either in the backyard or elsewhere to help with worsening shortages. Sri Lanka has already restricted food imports as it struggles to find foreign currency to pay for them. A Cambodian court has given jail sentences to about 60 opposition figures in a mass trial condemned by rights groups. Many of the defendants were linked to the former Cambodian National Rescue Party, which was forced to dissolve five years ago. One of those convicted was the Cambodian-American lawyer and activist Thierry Sang. She arrived at court dressed as the Statue of Liberty. She was sentenced to six years and taken away. It follows the logic of this autocratic regime to find me guilty. But I am freedom today. I am Lady Liberty. So it won't just be me, Thierry Singh, who will be found guilty, but all the Cambodians who love justice, who love freedom, who are genuine Democrats. More sport now and Andrew Wiggins delivered the biggest game yet in his eight-year career to help the Golden State Warriors beat the Boston Celtics 104-94 and open up a 3-2 lead in the NBA Finals. Wiggins had 26 points and 13 rebounds, with Clay Thompson adding 21 for the Warriors. The best-of-seven game final resumes in Boston on Thursday, Friday morning Hong Kong time. Celtics forward Jason Tatum says that's all the team has to focus on now. Um, you know said it before, we, you better be confident, right? Um, you know, we ain't got to win two in one day. We just got to win one game um, on Thursday. And we've been in this situation before. So, you know, it, it's not over. But you got to win on Thursday, and that's all we got to worry about right now. And in that football game between Hong Kong and India, they're still getting beaten 1-0. Reminder, you can see that on RTHK TV Channel 32. A reminder of our top stories tonight. Family members of people who are diagnosed with COVID will be sent to quarantine if they share common facilities. Club goers and bar patrons will have to show a negative coronavirus test as officials move to stem a rise in infections. And it's party time for Hong Kong's football fans, even ahead of tonight's big game. That's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 
sort of reimagined. Isn't that the phrase they use these days when they just sort of generally tart something up and put it out again to make more money? But it is a good song, certainly in its original form. The Move and uh, the 2011 version of Blackberry Way. Uh, just to update you on the match, which is the India-Hong Kong game, and it's the India-Hong Kong game because it's being played in India. The home team is always mentioned first. After the second minute, Anwar Ali pretty much walked it in. There was nobody really stopping him. Still sitting at 1-0 at the moment. Got it on in the studio here, so I'll update you if anything interesting happens. But as the good man said in the news, they've already qualified anyway, so we'll see how he gets on. Back to the tunes and our magical mystery tour.